ho. Hey ho. Yeah. So, so buddy, uh, I am I am drinking um, a white wine with a ice cube in it because um, I didn't plan ahead and put my bottle in the fridge this morning before I left. Oh. Um, and it's only been in the fridge for about twenty minutes. Um, it was still a little room temperature, so I have a, a little pink ice cube in my in my glass of wine. Uh, I am drinking um, leftover soju, and my <laughs> you have and my leftover soju. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's not something that you like drink all night. You take shots of it. Mm. So you're doing shots of soju. I was doing shots of soju. God, I cannot. I, yeah. Once I did, once I did the shots, I I'm now mellowing out with some Sam Adams cold snap. I'm I'm very much enjoying my wine, but I only ever buy wine that I enjoy. Um, so that's a that's a given. Welcome to the Two Drunk Fans podcast. <laughs> That's that was always the name of this podcast. We just neglected to say it until now because we were drunk. <laughs> we we neglected to inform you uh, that that was the name of our our idiot podcast. It might have been helpful for people to have had the name of our podcast. Maybe they wanted to tell other people about it instead <laughs> of being, hey, you know, there are these two random weirdos on Twitter and they do a podcast every whenever they feel like it. Maybe have you heard of it? So now we have a name. We're, we're two drunk fans. I'm somewhat drunk. Uh, I'm already ready for my second glass of wine, so um, that's how quickly I... That's how serious I'm taking this. So we're both back <laughs> with more to drink. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell us how the Thorns event with Monashim went. It was it, it was really fun. Uh, it, was, it was shit tons of fun. About a month ago, Riveters uh, approached Bazi, who's a... A local soccer bar um, that really supports uh, the Thorns and the Riveters, and um, we wanted to have a preseason get together. So we put the word out, and I'd say probably like forty to fifty uh, Riveters came by, and we hung out. And uh, Manashim was actually able to to come out for for an hour or two, and you know it was it was all really casual. Um, it was very cool. It was a it was a great event. Season's almost here, and it was great to see people before we all get crazy with with timbers. Kind of take a few minutes to to think about and remember the thorns last season. I'm just gonna say congratulations, Monashim, on your U23 call up, and we're Heck gonna yeah. move on. Heck yeah! Congrats to Erica Timrak. Good old short shorts. Congrats to you too. They're they're teammates. Not for much longer because they're gonna be bitter rivals by by come April. Have you decided that FC Casey is is your enemy, like more so than Seattle? I see different. They're different types of enemies. Moving on, you got to talk about Canada residency in 2015. Yeah, there was an article that came out yesterday, huh? Yeah, yesterday, um, John Herdman gave an interview where he said basically he wants to keep Canadian players in residency for the first half of NWSL 2015, which means none of the Canadian allocations are going to play in the league for the first half of the season. Which is exactly what we said was going to happen. 
Yeah, I mean, we all the, all signs pointed to that happening. No, we're really smart, and we knew that was going to happen. Herdman said they would reevaluate after 2014, but it was basically like, maybe we'll play an NWSL in 2015 for the World Cup. Maybe we won't. Probably, probably we won't. That was the gist of it. I guess my my feelings about that is I don't understand why he's why he thinks residency is better than playing day well, in and day out in a league. It's it's hard to say because in 2011 they went into residency in Rome under Carolina Marace and Marace was a fucked up situation by all accounts. She why, was like why? because she was like waging psychological warfare on the team apparently. How so? I don't know, doing something to them to make them afraid for like their positions and and she isolated them in Rome of all places before the 2011 World Cup in Germany. And so all the players, they lost touch with friends and family and forgot who they were playing for and they didn't have their support systems nearby. And so they she won't... got fired. Yeah, they all, they all got burned out before the Women's World Cup. And then they finished last. <laughs> I mean, there's no, then... there's no story there. There's no lesson to be learned. Don't hire fucking Carolina Marace. Where, That's what, the lesson. What is she doing now? Where in the world? All I know is that, by some accounts, she checked out on Canada in the World Cup, and it took some players, like, pulling some heroic emotional stuff to keep everyone together. But before 2012, the Olympics, they went into residency again. Admittedly, we didn't have a pro league. WPS folded, and NWSL was barely, like, a glimmer in anybody's eye. But then they went into residency before 2012, and then they, you know, they they came really close to to taking the whole shebang. Well, it, no, no. Let's be honest. Let's they, be honest. They met. They at least meddled. They yeah, meddled. Yeah, they they meddled. They beat France uh, with a with a, a Matheson heroic goal at the end. But I let mean, let me let can, me say, Canada went into the Olympics with nothing to lose. Yeah, that's true. Let me let me revise that. They. I actually believe if they had beat the United States, they would have ended up with silver. Because as we saw against France, they were totally gassed. There was some kind of weird, like, mojo going on against France. Wait, you're not, you, you don't mean if they beat, you, you mean they were guaranteed to lose. If they had beaten the United States and gone on into the gold medal match right. against Japan, they would have gotten silver. Okay. I believe okay. I believe they would have, yeah. Because against France, it was like, like the the entire country of Canada like gave the Canadian women's soccer team all their luck for the entire it, year. It, it was, that it was one like game. it was like in in the Hunger Games when uh uh the the tributes are, are in the game and then people feel sorry for them and send them the little <laughs> uh parachutes of stuff. It was like That's all of, of all of Canada during that game was just sending them like energy and yeah, sending that... them like good vibes because there was no way France should have lost that game. I felt bad for France. I mean, not that bad, let me tell you, but I kind I mean, of felt I don't bad, feel bad for them. For France. <laughs> but I mean, that, that's, that's what yeah. it was like, right? Yeah. Just shots off the post, shots going wide, <laughs> shots that, being cleared that, off the line. If you want a funny game, that is a funny game to rewatch. I mean, it's funny now. While I was watching it, I had like ten oh, heart dude, attacks. I but... think I had puppies while I was watching that, and I don't. So, care, I I really could care less about either team. Yeah, so it's hard to say whether going into residency before 2015 is going to help or hinder 
the team as opposed to having, you know, regular 90-minute games and training in a competitive environment. Well, I mean, <clears throat> so our example for this is the last season of WPS was 2011. We didn't know it was not coming back um, until 2012. And 2011, Sync played for Western New York. Uh, yep. Sophie played for that one team in that one state that we don't talk about anymore. For he who shall not be named. Right. For that one team that is on an infomercial. Um, <laughs> she. So there were Canadians like participating. I'm. I'm intrigued as to how uh, rigid um, this rule or this policy will be. Because I mean, who the fuck is John Herdman to be like? No, Christine Sinclair, you cannot play for the twice NWSL champion Portland Thorns. Well, okay, so Christine Sinclair can clearly do what she wants, but the thing about her is that she's never the type she's not the type of person to be like I'll do what I want. She's, you know, she's team first, like I do what the coach wants because I'm a team player. Oh, Christine Sinclair's so, going to hit 32 and she's just going to be like fuck this shit. Well, you think Christine Sinclair is going to hit 32 and go yellow and drop the mic on John Herdman and, and be like, I, abs- I do what I want? Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to go get the entire bottle because I keep just, this wine is You're, so you are, You are sucking it down, dude. <laughs> I'll I... catch you up. I'll be right back. So I, I just want to say how delicious this wine is. How delicious is it? I mean, you it's, just sucked it down, dude. I'm, I'm halfway through this bottle. Uh, this is called... Uh, it's actually called Evolution, Luck, Intention. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, okay. So, Canada Residency, uh, basically, we're trying to recreate the wheel that we already know doesn't work for Canada and doing residency well, before World Cup. Does it work, though? Because we just don't know. They had two different kinds of residencies with two drastically different results. So there's just no... As as always with Canada, there's no predicting what the result will be when they show up. They they won the Pan Am Games once. They they've they've done other things. Yeah, they're strong contenders for the Cyprus Cup every year. Oh, speaking of Cyprus, so two big things out of Cyprus. First one we gotta talk about is this bombing. Yeah. Um, so I was uh, again at work all day. Um, so I have absolutely no idea what what happened yeah. besides that there was a bomb that went off but didn't hurt anybody. Yes. Uh, somebody put a bomb in the car of a referee in Cyprus and it went off. Nobody was hurt, thank God. But it's kind of affected both the men's team match against the Ukraine there and maybe possibly the Cyprus women's tournament. So remember uh, in 2012 when um, the women's national team was up in Vancouver for qualifiers, and there, and there was a shooting there was in the lobby? Yeah. Is this like that, or is this just, like, so far removed? No, 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 no. I think it's pretty removed. I okay. think... I don't think it has anything to do with the women's game at all. If anything, it's related to the men's game versus Ukraine, although nobody really knows what's going on. Hey, There's man, no... that, that game got moved. Uh, people were probably upset by that. Um, well, nobody knows why... It, the official was targeted. Um, they've canceled all like first first division matches in Cyprus, like in their local top flight league. Mm. So it might have something to do with that. It might not have anything to do with the U.S. versus Ukraine game. And the second thing we got to talk about coming out of Cyprus is Lauren Sesselman apparently has some kind of knee injury. 
It might be ACL, it might not. Canada Soccer won't say what it is. It's serious enough that people are reporting on it, so sorry, Houston Dash? Yeah. Yeah, so um, no matter what, I hope you're okay, Sess. I have kind of a soft spot for you, especially that time when you thought that New Zealand Christmas was on a different day than everybody <laughs> else's Christmas. Oh, she's such a adorable Canadian. She's such a dork. So, a lot of news in Cyprus. Uh, there's another thing going on in Portugal. The Algarve. Yeah, starts March 5th, runs until March 12th. That's like next yeah, week, I... right? Yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, the Algarve is, doesn't have an American broadcaster, but I heard it is being broadcast on Eurosport. So, and that everybody, just, that everybody me. find everybody find an illegal stream, Yay. yeah. But that that pisses me off because I mean, if like who are we in our group? We have the United States, Japan, Sweden, and Denmark. That's not a cupcake group by any means. And like, then in the rest, in like, the rest of the Algarve, I, I would pay cash money to watch those games. In the rest of the Algarve, we have teams like Germany and Norway playing. All right, they're. In China, they're not exactly pushovers. Yeah, we might be expected to win, but they're going to give us... You never know if they're going to give us a hell of a fight or not. Well, we're only expected so, to win because we've won all of the Algarve except for, like, 12 times. Yeah, but with Japan, Sweden, and Germany in the mix, who knows what's going to happen. Ah, Sweden, some... Sweden's overrated. Their coach is such a hippie. Oh, hush. Sweden, <laughs> you don't know. They, they could show I don't up. Know. Yeah, so, and it's not like the Algarve is any kind of surprise. It's a yearly invitational tournament. Yeah, but I mean, it's not we, even, it's not FIFA recognized. It's a bunch of teams that get together and play friendlies. Well, it should be when you have, like, a bunch of top ten teams coming together in a yearly tournament. So, so who do we write our angry letter to? Well, in terms of TV broadcasting, I I think the deal is the Portugal Football Federation owns the rights to it, and the infrastructure in the Algarve is not that great. Oh, dude, let's do a Kickstarter, and let's Don't like be. let's do Don't. a Kickstarter, and let's like figure out how we can go to Portugal and set up like all of the filming equipment to then broadcast the Algarve. I know what you're referencing, and that was a weird situation last year. Um, yeah, last year we got pay-per-view viewing at the last minute, and apparently, um, on Twitter, somebody reported, they said that money-wise it was fine, but they just don't see themselves making a profit this year. So, we're just gonna have to do... Because they should Kickstarter that shit. So we're just gonna have to make do with whatever, you know, second-hand stream that we find. Which sucks, because... The men's team game against the Ukraine can get moved to Cyprus at the last minute and still get broadcast on ESPN2 and some other channels. But meanwhile, the women's team goes to the Algarve in a, in a game that they know U.S. soccer knows is going to happen a year ahead of time. What do we get? We focus, poop, nothing, nil, nada, zilch. It's because nobody cares about women's soccer. Like we are the two, we are the two people, and the hundred and forty people that listen to this podcast are the we are the 144 people that care about women's soccer out of the 7 billion people on this out planet. of the all of 7 billion people we need to figure You're... out how to tap into the bend it like beckham 
so moving on. Okay. You're, you're okay. absolutely right. It does it does suck that uh, the men's national team uh, game can be moved from from uh, the Ukraine to Cyprus. From, from Ukraine to Cyprus, and that that game is still on ESPN, whereas we are uh, watching illegal streams of Eurosport in Europe to watch the U.S. women's team play uh, really, really good teams, like better teams than we've seen play in the United States domestically or on ESPN recently. Um, yeah, this and... is not this is not some like eight zero rolling of poor Russia. This is against you know Japan, Japan, the Women's World Cup twenty eleven winners. So yeah. what's the deal? And and it's it's one of those things where it's like it's frustrating as a fan because whose door do I actually need to be knocking on? Like, right. do I need to be it... telling ESPN like, hey, waving my arms, jumping in the air, like? You have a market here. You did the 99ers like thingy on your 30 for 30. People watched it. They loved it. You like women's soccer is a thing. You should broadcast this. Or is it like, should I be making a bigger stink as a member of American Outlaws and be like, look, guys, like power in numbers? Yeah. Is it USSF, the Portugal Football Federation? Is it ESPN? Is it friggin' Fox Sports 1? I'm just—I don't know at this point. Is it ESPN three? ESPN three. What the fuck else are they going to be showing at four a.m. in the morning? Like that's—that's that's all day? it takes. Like, like you don't even have to send somebody there. Put a microphone in front of Cat Whitehill. Kate's... You don't even. Kate yeah, Mark you don't Graf. even need a microphone. Just, just set up an on-field mic. Okay, can I we'll... pay extra for the on-field mic? Yeah, we don't even need commentary. Yeah, we just like, need a bare like, bones podcast. Like. ESPN, just send somebody there with a GoPro with a live antenna feed thing, and I will pay you cash money. Yeah, there are so many people who would pay. There are like a hundred and four people. Oh, yeah, maybe not even that many. Maybe a hundred and four. Maybe if we a hundred people, but we'd all pay like ten thousand dollars each, so it, I, it works out I, in the end. I don't know if I would pay ten thousand dollars. Oh, you you don't have ten grand to drop on a random tournament? I I mean I would love to go to Hawaii this year. Oh okay, well sure. If you feel like betraying women's soccer, I do, I do. I feel I'm I'm just not as committed as you are. No. Okay. So moving on. Um, well, we'll you talk... want to talk about homie? Well, I want to talk about the W League a little bit. Okay. The W League had their grand final a while ago, and the Melbourne Victory defeated the Brisbane Roar two nothing. I'm a little bit put out because Sydney FC didn't make the final. Sydney is my team. Sydney is Sky Blue. Um, Wait, Sydney, you like Sky Blue FC? No, no, Sydney. Sydney is Sky Blue. Oh, Sydney is... So there are two Sky Blues. There's one in the W League and there's one in the NWSL. I guess you did put it that way. And you like um, you like the Down Under Sky Blue. Yes. You and like the your victory, Sky Blue Down Under. Got the it. victory had goals by Lauren Barnes and Lisa Devanna. Um, Barnes got an assisted by Jess Fishlock. Those are two rain players, so Laura Harvey's probably pretty pleased with that. And good old Fish was woman of the match for Melbourne. Yeah. Um, so good old Jess Fishlock has earned woman of the match honors on many continents in many leagues. She was just hella on form this season. So congratulations, Roar. Next season, Sydney. Next season. 
So who who plays for for uh, the Brisbane Roar besides those two? Any other NWSL people? Yeah. So Brisbane Roar, there is a German player who plays for the Roar. You might have heard of her, Nadine Ungerer. Oh no, she's not German. She's uh, thorny. She's thorny. Oh, she's Portlandias. Portlandish. She's she's now Portlandia, in Portlandian. Portlandian in... Yeah. Yeah, Nadine Ungerer, most recently voted Player of the Year. Oh, that little thing. Yeah, the FIFA Blonde Or, which okay, let's God, be real. God, that was the an FIFA... amazing day. The FIFA Blonde Or is a joke. Hey, I think we hey. I think we, can, we all we can joke about it when agree. Marta wins, but when my goalkeeper wins it, back down. Look, back. Down. I like, I like not to. I I like Nadine Anger. I think she's a real character. But we all need to agree that when Christine Sinclair didn't make the top three for the Blue oh, Door my... in 2012, it it just confirmed what we all knew, and that is that it's a farce. Well. Okay, I will I will agree that it's not the most um, comprehensive and sophisticated way to pick a player of the universe, but but humans have flaws, and okay. you should not take away from the fact that the player of the year for the women's game. Um, the best player in the women's game, some others would say, is a Portland Thorn. I'm not taking anything away, anything away from Nadine Anger. I mean, she had a great Euro 2013. She really led that German team. And I think she's going to have a great time in Portland. I mean, as much as I'm going to miss KK. But I'm just saying... Yeah, let's not talk about KK. I know, it still stings. It still hurts. It's going to sting... Like, I'm so not looking forward to Chicago playing in Portland. But the thing is, the Blondor is still a farce. Hey, okay, well, you know, you sound like the crazy people that talk about the Oscars and how the Oscars are a legitimate thing, and you know what? There's nothing better. Like, nobody has produced anything better in place of... I'll tell you what's better than the Blondor. I'll tell you what's better than Blonde Or. My opinion and a fart in a coffee can. Both well, those things hey, are you know better what? than a Blonde Or. You know what? Give it to me. Oh, on the uh, Brisbane Roar, also Katrina Gorey. She's going to FC Casey. So Diana Matheson won't be the shortest woman in the NWSL anymore. Because I believe uh, Katrina I think, Gorey. I think she technically. No, Katrina Gorey's like. Katrina Gorey's like 4'10 and a half or something like that. I and think... I think Diana. No, I think Diana Matheson is a cool five feet. I think she is too, yeah. So, okay, okay. D-Math, yeah. D-Math get up in that wall. <laughs> Any wall that has Diana Matheson in it is It's amazing. Better. I love it. It cracks it's, me up. It cracks most... me up so hard. <laughs> whenever whenever the spirit would set up a wall and D-Math was in it, I was just like, no. oh my god, you are you have... adorable and you're trying... like. It was like little kids, like AYSO, where I'm just like, all right, kids, keep trying. You haven't seen Hilarious until you've seen Canada put Desiree Scott and Diana Matheson in a wall. <laughs> that is like, that's an that's an average height of like 5'1", five, 5'2". Five, <laughs> oh, 
And I'm laughing because I am five, one, and three quarters. Oh, the three quarters. They're three, an important three quarters. Three quarters. Those three quarters matter. They do, and I only have them early in the morning. So next up, we have our very first question from, I don't know if she's a viewer. Question um, from the audience. From the audience, but I got an ask. One of the Ro 144. From Rocket Sarah 3 on oh, it's Tumblr. it's only 142. Who asked us to talk about the sustainability of the NWSL from an athlete perspective. So she elaborated, she meant tout retention due to low wages for non-national team players. Because as we know, people are getting paid eight, dollars $9,000 for the season and the rest of the year they're kind of on their own. So she's asking, do you think there will be a trend of players only remaining in the league for two or three years due to finances and then moving on to other opportunities? Because you have players like Marissa Abeg for the Spirit who just retired at age 26 because she's got to get a job, like a real job, that'll pay her real adult money, you know? She's got to I mean, get that cash money. How do you retain players who aren't necessarily allocated players but who still play an important role in the team and pay them a fair wage without losing them to, you know, the realities of adult life? It's, uh, it's a startup <clears throat> league, so I think naturally we're going to see a lot of turnover in non-allocated players. A absolutely. I mean, these these players aren't Peter Pan. They they don't live in a magical world where uh, where um, you know they they don't have to pay bills and they don't have to to live up to their responsibilities. But I I think this uh, this harkens back to something we actually found out about uh, yesterday. Um, I, th I think you tweeted it a survey by Tamika Butt. Um, yep. And she, she what she do? She did like an anonymous survey of, of her uh, players in, in Australia. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She did a survey of uh, 27 other women. And I think it was mostly W League. She didn't say. She just said they were elite, quote unquote, footballers. And she said 96%. Uh, so almost all of them had financial expenses incurred in order to continue playing football at a competitive level. So that means their gear, boots, sports bras, whatever training gear, travel, etc., they were paying out of their pocket. And then the majority of them, 67%, relied on a spouse, a family, or a government assistance in order to play. Um, only 12% of them had personal sponsorship, and then 60, no, 86% of them had to give up job or study, study opportunities in order to keep playing football, soccer. So if soccer is something that, they're, that, that you just do until it's time for you to get a real job, what can we realistically expect from players who aren't allocated or on national team radar? Well, I They'll mean... Play. What 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 do teams currently provide uh, instead of or or in in the place of salary? Um, because there is a salary cap in the NWSL, and, yeah. and no team is is acting like the Dallas Mavericks or the New York Yankees and going out and just buying players. Like <clears throat> some some ways that teams are being creative about it are host families. Um, yeah, I know. Um... In Boston, we have host families, so people can live rent-free. Um, in Washington, they had that deal with Diana Madison and Robin Gale. Oh, that was such a cool deal. I know. Living in uh, an elder care facility, like a residential facility, so it works out that they get 
a rent-free place to live, and the nice older people at the facility get a breath of fresh air, and they get trucked out to games, and they get to have some fun. Those were some of my favorite games to watch on the live stream, because um, I knew that... Okay, so they weren't good because last year the Washington Spirit didn't have a winning record. They, um, they had some difficulties, okay? They had there, a lot there, of injuries. There were, there were some technical difficulties within the squad. They um, didn't have, like, the same back line from game they, to game. They didn't was... have the same coach. Uh, it was, it was from rough. start to finish, there there were a lot of reasons why the spirit have spirit, um, but it always warmed my heart to know that there was a small section of senior citizens who were there cheering on their roommates. Yeah, um, yeah. So there's there's my ways to kind of melted. help supplement uh, the paltry income and. So what I think we're driving at here is that, yes, there's going to be a lot of player turnover in the early years of any, not even just sports organization, just any any business that, you know, is working in, with startup money. They can't afford to pay people proper salaries, so I think people are going to come and go. But I, I, I have to hope that teams will hold on to people who are really integral to their organizations. And, you know, it sucks for kind of fringe players who were good enough to make it to the pros but not, not quite good enough to make it to the spotlight. It really sucks, but that's, that's sports for you. So, yes, I do think it's slightly problematic that you have people coming in and out of the league. But on the other hand, I kind of actually do trust that teams will manage to hold on to core players so that they can build stability and... Um, you know, kind of build towards the future, and hopefully we can make it past year three. Right now, I think that's our only goal: make it past year three, make it to year four. I if we, I'm 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 reaching for the stars. Year five. Year five. Year five, man. Year. If we make it, cinco. As as in all things women's soccer, my ex my expectations are extraordinarily low. My hopes are extraordinarily high, but my practical expectations are always super low. Just so that I, you know, I won't be hurt again the way I was before. <laughs> it 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 sounds like you've been through this before. I gotta protect my heart, dude. You know, I'm See, I'm willing to put it out there again, but so, I gotta protect my heart. So you've had what three? This is your third round of breakers stuff. Uh, it's really my second because during Wusa, I wasn't, I didn't really have access to packs. <laughs> I, I didn't. I wasn't really able to follow um, club soccer. I only followed the national team, really. I mean, I was stuck in like small town Louisiana, dude. There was really no way for me to and, follow. And the that's team. and that's fine. Um, I'm just saying that uh, I this is my this is my first go with the Thorns, and I am completely completely smitten. And I will walk across hot coals. For this team, um, <clears throat> I will do. I I will fly to Boston, rent a van, drive to Rochester for this. Get team. a get a giant sign, drive it back to Boston, spend the majority of the night wrapping it up, and hoping to after, God that 
Alaska Airlines takes it <laughs> and truck it back to Portland. Well, That's what the, she'll do the, for this team. The, the, the thing, the, the thing about that whole that whole scenario or that whole situation was, um, we were so hungover that next day. <laughs> like, we yeah. were we we had broke broken ourselves. I, I don't I don't for the for the hundred and twenty two of you who are listening, um, I don't know if you've ever been so hungover that you've actually dreaded having to do a goddamn thing the next day. But this is <laughs> how hungover we were. Yeah, and then that night we, we wrapped the sign and figured we out how to get the it back sign, to in one piece. We wrapped the sign in a way that I cannot believe TSA did not burn it. Like, <laughs> like put it in a bomb box right away and just be like, let's see if this thing explodes because this looks shady. It wasn't shady. We made a, a frame out of PVC, <laughs> and we wrapped it in bubble wrap, brown paper, and then scrounged up cardboard boxes and it was duct like, tape. It was like eight medium U-Haul boxes that you had in your basement <laughs> that we that we sliced open so they were flat, and then we, we cut new, like, bendy. We cut new bends we were, to it. We were so irritable at the end, oh, like, near the end. We were so mad at each other. We were ready to kill each other at the end of this experience because rapping this thing was so awkward. It was just, I can't believe we didn't murder each other. And and, and we had different opinions of like, should we tuck it? Should we fold it? (laughs) Like, what's the best procedure? It's like, look, long story short, it's in Portland now, okay? It's it's hanging up in a bar, come to Portland. That's my (sighs) only claim to notoriety for last NWSL season. So, um, I know this is a soccer blog or a soccer podcast, um, but, uh, something big happened last week, uh, with the U.S. women's hockey team and the Olympics. Do you want to, um, will you explain the significance of last week to me? Because I know nothing about hockey and the U.S. women's hockey team. The, in the Olympics, the U.S. women's hockey team medaled they got silver they lost against canada in the in the final match of the olympics and um if you love women's sports and you want to support your local women's hockey team i encourage you to look up the cwhl and see if you have a hockey team close to your town um because you know we got to support each other we really do if you think women's soccer is rough I mean, women's hockey, the CWHL, they don't pay any of their players. These players, they they work for four years, they go to the Olympics, and then they come home to – they don't have any contracts waiting for them. They don't have paychecks. They, they, they play the game purely for love of the sport. And <clears throat> I think it's – I think that's pretty that's pretty noble of them. They love playing the game so much. They're willing – they are paying to pay to play the sport. They're paying. And if that sounds familiar to you as a women's soccer fan, maybe consider supporting also your local women's hockey team. Um, for sure. For sure. I mean, yeah. they're, they're national heroes. Um, their captain uh, got to got to carry the, the freaking flag, the, the USA no, 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 flag. No. Julie Chu is, was not the captain this year. Megan Duggan. Oh, I'm sorry. I have, a friend of ours would want me to correct you, Megan I'm, Duggan was I'm, captain of the I'm team. I'm sorry, I thought she was the captain. So why yeah. did why did Julie Chu get chosen then, because, not the captain? She's like a she's like a four time Olympian, 
and she represents the Olympic spirit of these games. Yes, they won silver, but it's about the spirit of the Olympian. And I think if you ask anybody, Julie Chu embodies the Olympic spirit. She's just a great athlete, a great person, and maybe I cried a little bit when they got silver because Julie Chu deserved to go out with a gold medal. The other, the other, uh, the two leaked jerseys. One of them is not oh, so leaked anymore. Like the the polo golf shirt is, it's pretty much it. Um, and then the other one is the more like comic book chevron yeah. jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The chevron is not so bad compared to Canada's chevron before the their current jersey. I'll just say I got used to it. So, so I'm actually kind of happy with the uh, golf shirt. Uh huh. Because it has, it lost the stupid sash. <laughs> and tell us how you feel about the sash, Gabby. I, I just, I mean, I understand heritage and I understand like history. The sash was around for a really, really, really long time and did not apply at all to the women's side. Um, it's not like we've been sitting here asking for them to create a jersey in honor of the 99ers or the 95ers or any of the women's teams but we asked the women to wear a jersey in honor of a team that at one point in history beat England yeah dude I polished off the bottle while you were talking about Julie Chu so in terms of the home jersey that shirt is that shirt ain't nothing is, I'm not is the home jersey the polo uh, golf shirt? Yeah. Okay. It's the golf shirt that you wouldn't even get for your dad for Christmas because it's so boring. Um, the away shirt, if the one with the the thin little chevron is accurate, maybe I'll get that. It looks kind of superhero-ish. It's just a home shirt. It's just, what? And Nike's going to charge people 80 90 100 bucks for that? Come on. Come on. I, I don't know. I like pinstripe. Um, I like white. Like, I, I like it on paper. I just, I mean, it's a world freaking cup. Yeah, you couldn't do better than that, Nike. Well, I oh mean, my. okay, but could they? Um, let's, let's go back in our time machine to three years ago, 2011. What did they <laughs> put the women in? Nurses' uniforms. They weren't nurses' uniforms. They were generic Star Trek villain uniforms. <laughs> okay, so it's, some some uh, yes, a little yes, background. Yes, they were nurses' uniforms. A, a little background. My mother is a nurse. Uh-huh. Therese is a Star Trek fan. Oh, really? Did that did that not seem obvious from the previous podcast? I, that I might be a kind of a nerd. For science I fiction? I had not did known that not come through. I had not known that you were a Star Trek fan until right now. Anyway. So let's finish out strong. So I I think this is podcast number three. Yes, it is. Of two drunk fans. Yep. Um, as you have y- feedback, oh, please. Yeah, please uh, provide feedback. You can provide it in SoundCloud. Uh, we now both manage this account. Um, yeah, or you can send it directly to Gabby at <laughs> GabPDX. <laughs> on Twitter, G-A-B-P-D-X. It might take her a while to get back to you. She's not really that familiar with technology because she was born in 1943. Oh, I was hoping you wouldn't fit that shit in. You can also provide feedback feedback, uh, to Thrace uh, on her Tumblr, 
which I believe is T H R A C E underscore at Tumblr or dot Tumblr dot com. Um, yeah. We're having a lot of fun doing this shit. Yeah, we are. Like, I'm um, having a shit ton of fun. Um, if you want to join us in having a shit ton of fun, let us know. If you know someone who'd be willing to sponsor us, let us know. If you have someone who would be willing to fly one of us to each other to hang out in a bar, let us know. If you know someone who could get Christine Sinclair on this podcast, let us know. If you know someone who could get Julie fucking Fowdy on this podcast, let us Julie know. Fowdy, I will buy you the greatest box of Dunkin' Donuts you ever saw if you come on the show. Julie Fowdy, I will buy you all of the booze you would need to be on the show. No, I think I the donuts are enough, dude. The donuts, because... Alright, Julie Fowdy, come on the show. You get donuts, and you get whatever else you want that's our third podcast i go by thrace online so i'm gabby uh gab pdx on twitter that's the only way you can know me i'm not gonna tell you my tumblr account you don't have a tumblr account you don't know how the internet works you were born in 1943 huh huh maybe some maybe some of us have secrets then yeah um we'll see you next time this has been fun